Brilliance Audio presents the unabridged recording of Cherry Bomb by J.A. Conrath, performed by Susie Breck and Dick Hill. Cherry Bomb One ounce vodka, one and one half ounces white creme de coco, three quarters of an ounce of grenadine, and one maraschino cherry. Shake vodka, creme de coco, and grenadine with ice. Pour into a rocks glass. Garnish with cherry. This book is dedicated to my wife, my one true love, and my very best friend. Happily, they're all the same person. Your magic, Maria. Chapter One At my fiancé's funeral, I got a phone call from the woman who killed him. I checked the weather channel. Her tone was conversational, cheery. It's raining in Chicago. That's appropriate, don't you think? Funerals on sunny days seem so wrong. The pastor hit the switch, and the mechanical winch lowered Lathan's casket into the ground on black canvas straps, slow, like it was sinking into a swamp. The rain beaded up on the lacquered oak lid, and I had an irrational urge to find a towel, wipe it dry. Latham didn't deserve to spend eternity wet. I'm coming after you, I whispered into the phone. That's what he said. Before I shot him, he said you'd come after me. Latham had faith in you until the very end, Jack. Like a puppy dog. Poor guy. Murdered just for loving the wrong woman. My partner, Sergeant Herb Benedict, had been staring at me since the phone rang. Herb's black suit was purchased back when he weighed less, the tightness making his large stomach seem even larger. His free hand, the one that wasn't holding the crutch, reached up and touched my shoulder. Alex, he mouthed. I nodded. Is this your grand plan, Alex? Calling me to make me feel guilty? I don't need to make you feel guilty, Jack. You're already guilty. Latham was a good man. I would have preferred shooting you in the head. But our game isn't over yet. Later today, I'm sending you a picture over the phone. Twelve hours from then, the man in the picture will die. Unless you can find him and save him. I hope for his sake you do a better job than you did with your fiancé. I gripped the cell phone so hard my hand was shaking. Latham's casket dropped below ground level, and the tears on my face mingled with the rain. I managed to keep my voice even. And what if I don't want to play your game? The man I'm going to kill has a wife and kids, leading the kind of life that you might have led, if... You aren't burying your future. If you don't make an effort to save him, the next picture I send you will be of a playground filled with children. How much more guilt can you handle before you crumble and blow away? I wiped my cheeks and turned away from the grave. Latham's family stared hard at me, no pity in their eyes, only disdain. Don't cry. And if I may be blunt, don't you think that skirt you're wearing is a little short? 
Not very appropriate, unless you're cruising the funeral for a rebound fuck. I glanced down at my knee-length dress, then did a quick 360. Careful, Jack. You're spinning so fast you may knock your fat partner off his crutch. I covered the phone and faced Herb. She's here. Herb hit his lapel mic, turning on his radio and calling for a perimeter sweep. There were more than fifty cops at the funeral. As they scattered, I dug my thirty-eight colt out of my Gucci handbag and walked away from the gravesite, scanning tombstones and monuments, heels sinking into the wet sod, worming my way through Latham's family while they shamed me with hateful glares. You brought a gun to a funeral, Jack. Were you expecting me to show up?